Hi, thanks for joining us for the second episode of Check Us Out, the Montclair Public Library podcast. I'm Peter Coyle, director of the Montclair Public Library. Today we have a great episode for you. We're going to start with some great book recommendations by Ken and Kirsten, two of our fabulous librarians. We're going to talk about The Great American Read. Montclair Public Library is one of only 50 public libraries in the United States that were chosen to have programming grants for The Great American Read. Um, The Great American Read, if you're not familiar with it already, is a list of 100 books that were chosen by PBS and are being voted on to see which book will be the most popular or favorite book in America of these 100. You can check the list out at their website, pbs.org slash greatamericanread, as well as our, our own website, montclairlibrary.org. So we, like I said, we were one of only 50 libraries chosen to get a, a grant mon- to get grant money for this event, and only one of only two in the state of New Jersey. Um, we have program. We've been having programming events since the summer, and we're continuing through this month. You can continue to vote for your favorite book again, both at our website and at PBS um, through the 18th of October. Um, but just to give you an idea of some of the books, I mean, there's a little bit of everything. There are books you can read along with your children, like Charlotte's Web or Alice in Wonderland or The Little Prince. There are books you can read along at the same time with your teens, such as The Hunger Games or Ready Player One or The Twilight Books. But there are also classics like Moby Dick. There are fun books like Stephen King's The Stand, a favorite of mine. Um, there, there are several that are you know, still being talked about or being talked about again because of the current political situation, such as George Orwell's 1984 or Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale, all of which are on the list, as well as my absolute favorite book, A Prayer for Owen Meany by John Irving. So all of this is, is available here. We are the, also the only library in the entire Buckles Network to have all 100 books in our collection. I know that because we are the only library to have a book titled Mind Invaders by Dave Hunt, which is on the list. No other Buckles Library has it. It is a religiously themed sci-fi novel. So if that's your cup of tea, come here and we can either check it out to you or at least put a hold on it unless if someone else happens to be reading it right now. All of these um, will be available as part of our collection, I'm very proud of the fact that we are the only library to have all 100 in this among the seven, 77 Buckles libraries. So come in and, and see what you like or write down on our, on our notice board the ones you've read already and vote for your absolute favorite. Hi, I'm Kirsten. I'm the Teen Services Librarian, Um, so I'm going to be talking to you about some young adult titles, three specifically, all from late 2017 to early 2018, and all by young women of color. These are all Own Voices books, which is a movement in children's and young adult literature, and generally literature as well, that promotes and advocates for stories that are both written by and feature main characters from the same communities, uh, be they ethnic, religious, LGBTQ, etc. Beyond that, these three books are very different from each other, running the gamut from high fantasy to realistic fiction and featuring very different communities. So first up is Children of Blood and Bone by Nigerian-American author Tomi Adeyemi, which came out in March and has gotten tons of buzz and great reviews with good reason. 
It has a pan-African setting in the fictional country of Orisha and follows the story of Zeli, Without giving up too much away, because it is a book where uh, spoilers would definitely ruin the ending, Orisha is a land that was once filled with magic and people known as Magi who were capable of deriving magic directly from the gods. A violent quashing of magic occurs several years before the events of the story, during which Zeli's mother, a very powerful Magi, and many other Magi are killed. Those who survive no longer have access to their magic and lead, uh, lead lives as second-class citizens. As the book begins, a series of events occurs that leads Zeli to the possibility of restoring not only her own magic, but that of all Magi and Orisha. Through some seriously epic storytelling, the book explores themes of colorism, colonialism, West African religion and mythology, and features a cast of entirely black characters, which the author has said is in direct response to the marginalized way that black characters have traditionally been portrayed in young adult fantasy, specifically in books like The Hunger Games. This book ends on a major cliffhanger, as all really great first installments in fantasy series do, and I can't wait for the sequel, which should be coming out soon. Next up, we have I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter, a novel by Erica Sanchez, which follows the story of Julia, a Mexican-American teenager living in Chicago. The events of the story take place following the death of Julia's perfect, quote-unquote, older sister Olga. Julia attempts to piece together aspects of her very private sister's life, while also coming to terms with her own grief and the full force of her parents' expectations shifting to her in the wake of Olga's death. Throughout all this personal turmoil, Julia also experiences drama with friends, a first boyfriend, and struggles with her desire to write poetry, which is something that her parents are not particularly supportive of. The story can get heavy at times, but it's always handled with sensitivity, especially in exploration of the severe depression that Julia experiences. One thing I really loved about this book was the way that Spanish is intermingled with English throughout, and the experience of being the child of undocumented Im immigrants is always at the forefront of the main character's consciousness and experiences, uh, which feels especially relevant and impactful right now. Finally, we have Emergency Contact, a novel by Mary H.K. Choi, which follows the story of Penny, a Korean-American college freshman as she adjusts to life on campus and works through her strained relationship with her flamboyant mother, which is probably the least heavy of the three discussed today, though it doesn't have um, an entirely you know, comedic plot. It has some serious subject matter as well. But I did laugh out loud many times reading it and was pleased by how well the author used social media and texting as plot devices. It's probably the first book I've ever read where they're depicted realistically. Though funny and lighthearted, the book doesn't shy away from explorations of everyday microaggressions faced by people of color, in this case specifically Asian Americans in an academic setting. It also deals uh, with various stereotypes ascribed to Asian Americans and what happens when those ideas are subverted. The characters are really likable and relatable and feel like real people in ways that characters often don't. This is the first book I've read by Choi, but I'm definitely looking forward to exploring more by her. I'd say that Emergency Contact is kind of right on the line of young adult and new adult in terms of subject matter, so it's one I'd recommend mostly to older teens or people in their early 20s. And superficially, the cover is one of the prettiest I've seen in a long time. Uh, it's millennial pink and it has gold cursive text and it's just really lovely. I highly recommend all three of these books which are available in our young adult collection. Thanks, Ken and Kirsten, for those great book recommendations. And for our next segment, we're going to have Valerie talk about the things we can do with your library card in our new segment, With This Card. Plan some fun this fall with some help from your library card. You can use your card to reserve a museum pass and head to the museum on us. Enjoy New Jersey favorites like the Newark Museum, the Liberty Science Center, or the Montclair Art Museum right here in town. Next time you're going to the city, grab a pass for MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art, the Museum of Natural History, or the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. Head to montclairlibrary.org to see the full list of artful options and plan some fall fun, courtesy of the Montclair Public Library. 
Last podcast, we interviewed the superintendent of schools, Kendra Johnson, and the staff liked it so much that they are going to interview me this time. And so now I will let Maurice and Molly interview me as I get ready to go into the hot seat. Starting out, uh, since you've been the director for several months now, how would you describe your experience as a library director thus far? I would say my experience as a library director so far has been very uh, rewarding but challenging. Um, it's been very busy, uh, but I think that you know, going on over 18 months now, I think I've learned a lot, and I think that we are in a good direction for the library for the future. Do you have a favorite place in the library? My favorite place in the library? It's probably the stairwell on the third floor because when you go out there, you can look out the window and see Manhattan. I'm not sure how many people know that, but it's a great view. Um, it's a pity you only can see it from the stairway, though. What about a uh, library service? Do you have a favorite library service that we offer? You know, I think that um, the museum pass that Valerie talked about is, is one of, I don't know if I'd call it my favorite, but I think it's one of the more interesting. Um, and I went to the city a couple weeks ago and went to a couple museums with some passes. I went to the Transit Museum in Brooklyn, and that was pretty fascinating. Obviously, you're a career librarian, but what inspires you to go into this field? You know, I think it started when I realized that I could be my own detective. I could find answers to my questions or help other people find answers to the questions. And that's really rewarding is helping someone find what they've been looking for or get them a book that they are wanting. Um, it's like a little treasure hunt. And, you know, I'd say usually you X marks the spot, but sometimes it's the, the journey is, is a little bit more exciting than the end result. And you've traveled a lot as a career librarian, but what is it particularly about, is there anything about Montclair, or the community, surrounding communities that uh, you like the most in aspect to? I think Montclair, for, for being a suburban town, it's still very cosmopolitan, and I, I like that. It's very cultured, it's um, diverse, and I think I appreciate the fact that it it's away from the hustle and bustle of, of the Big Apple, but it still has so much to offer on its own. So on a personal level, what are you reading right now? Sure, I'm reading Palaces for the People by Eric Kleinenberg. Um, he, an excerpt of this or an essay adapted was in the New York Times a couple weeks ago about the importance of libraries as place. Um, and it's a very fascinating uh, book. I'm, I just started the other day, um, but so far he's talked about a number of concepts which I think are really resonating with me as someone who runs a library. Are you watching anything of interest? You know, I just last night, well, technically this morning, <laughs> I stayed up to watch the last episode of The Americans, um, which is something that was fascinating to me. I'd been watching it before and then stopped, and then when I moved to Montclair and learned of the Montclair connection to that series, it prompted me to, to, to read more about the that topic and to watch the show. So I, I really enjoyed finishing it last night. Wonderful. 
Uh, do you have any favorite uh, dish to eat? Like, I mean, obviously Montclair is full of restaurants, of course. I don't know if you like prefer to eat out or to appear at cooking. So, um, you know, I do a little bit of both. I probably eat out more than I should, um, <laughs> but I really, I really like Mishmish. I've been there a couple times, and uh, it always has good food. And the Marcel, the the chef there, was one of our authors in our author series or chapter series last year for the annual appeal. So it's always nice to go and support someone who supports the library. Okay, Peter, I am going to ask you a couple of lightning round questions in a this or that format. Our first question is peanut butter or jelly? Both. <laughs> Ebooks or audiobooks? Audiobooks. Fiction or nonfiction? Nonfiction. Pens or pencils? Pen. Crosswords or Sudoku? Sudoku. Crosswords are always too esoteric for me. Dogs or cats? Neither. <laughs> Musicals or plays? Oh, that's hard. Um, yes. Both? Yeah, both. Sure. I, I like both. And last but not least, biking or hiking? Hiking. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for our second episode of Check Us Out, the Montclair Public Library podcast. We hope you've enjoyed our show. You can check out all of our podcasts on our website, montclairlibrary.org slash podcast. If you have suggestions, comments, or questions, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting the Montclair Public Library. For more information about The Great American Read and how to vote for it and our upcoming screenings and events, go to montclairlibrary.org slash greatamericanread. Enjoy New Jersey favorites like the Newark Museum, the Liberty Science Center, or the Montclair Art Museum right here in town. Or you can check out our newest museum pass for grounds for sculpture in Hamilton, New Jersey.